<laughs> All right. Welcome back to Bon Voyage, everybody. I'm Rob. I'm Adam. And Ryan. Ooh, and we have a... Oh, all right. I was going to introduce you, but we have a, a guest. We're going to try this out remotely. Uh, my friend Ryan is joining us for this stop on Bon Voyage. Sorry, I interrupted your hello. Say hello again, Ryan. Oh, I'm, I, I'm the uh, rude one that interrupted you, but yeah. hi, I'm Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you do that. That's all right. We, we can blame the remote recording for that. Yeah, it's bad enough we're doing this, just you and I. We throw in some guests. There's going to be some lagging issues and all that. But I think anybody who's been listening to podcasts for the last year and a bit is used to it at this point. So, Ryan, uh, tell us a little bit about your James Bond experience, if you have any. Um, well, uh, I'm a pretty big movie guy, I guess. I haven't seen like many of the older ones at all, like any of them. Like, I guess I'm a Brosnan and Craig dominant of what I've seen but like I've obviously that's common aware of other things in the Bond universe <laughs> mm-hmm. do you uh, have you seen all of the Brosnans and Craig's I do believe okay besides the new new one that's well yeah delayed like no no time to die you mean yeah mm-hmm. no one has seen that sadly Some, uh, it's crazy that <laughs> like executives really executives well I suppose <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. it's a little surprising that hasn't been leaked yet I mean, it's been on a shelf for over a year. <laughs> so it's fully done, or is there more? Yeah, yeah, it's do? been it's been done. Like the original release was April of last year. Well, mm-hmm. God, the original original was November 2019. Then it got pushed to Valentine's Day 2020. Then it got pushed to April, and then COVID, so it got pushed to November of last year. Then it got pushed to April of this year. Now November of this year. Sorry, no, October of this year. It's had uh, a lot of delays, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're yeah. definitely going to run out of uh, episodes of this before that comes out. <laughs> uh, well, no, we timed it. So we're going to watch Spectre. Yeah, Spectre right before this. Okay. Actually, no. I think on my timeline, uh, A View to a Kill will be the one that we watch before No Time to Die. But we're going to have 24 episodes. And if the timing works out, we might have one or two weeks off or we'll do a couple specials. And then we're going to go see... No time to die, and then record the episode right mm. after. The timing should work out. Given that it's not delayed again or something like that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Wouldn't that be frustrating as a as an artist or as a director? Like you never feel like your thing is done. Then you send it to mm. your distributor and just know it's sitting there. Like, wouldn't you be itching to adjust it a little bit? They probably like they're just moving on at this point, forgetting about it. They're like, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, he's quite an auteur, too, this guy. So I'm sure he's got a bunch of other projects on the go. Mm-hmm. All right, so the movie we're watching today is A Man with a Golden Gun. Uh, Ryan, do you know anything about this one? Besides uh, what I'm – you're you're an extensive researcher, I know, from the podcasts we've done in the past. Did you do much research for this one today? I did a wee bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I know uh, Christopher Lee is Ian Fleming's cousin. Right. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so Adam Christopher so, Lee is the villain in this one. Oh, okay, okay. He's the man with the golden gun, Scaramanga. Sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, and um, Scaramanga, the character is actually named after uh, one of Fleming's like um, schoolhood bullies or something like that. <laughs> oh, nice. That's pretty yeah. good. I forget if this one is directly. I know I'm supposed to be the expert here. 
I, I've never read this book. If it is a book, I don't know if this one's directly, uh, it was his last book. Oh, okay. There you go. No, they, yeah, they changed some stuff and, uh, but, uh, it was the last one is the last one. Oh, cool. I know, uh, it was almost the last movie. It did not do well. It's <laughs> yeah. Roger Moore's second. It's Guy Hamilton's last. I mean, it made twenty million, but that's like half what Goldfinger made. Like, it did not do well. People thought it was kind of over. Luckily, the next one it really bounces back. But this one was not received well. No, I've, I've heard there was bad, some bad reviews. I read. Yeah, but I, 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 I'm, I'm looking to enjoy it. Actually, I like campiness and stuff like that. So. You know, I'm going to like it, I think. I'm sort of, because Adam didn't really like Roger Moore's first outing that we saw. No. He fell asleep, right? (laughs) Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) There is another boat chase, but it's much more entertaining. It's actually a gondola chase. Sorry, I'll I'll not spoil too much. (laughs) Okay, I got that to look forward to. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty outrageous. Um, I should have timed it to have one of Roger Moore's more silly, outrageous ones, because he's still a little bit hard in this one he hasn't quite eased into the uh quippy smiling you know awesome bond that everybody loves so much in this one but it's still pretty great this one was one of my favorites as a kid always the Mm -hmm. there's an awesome i don't know if you call him a henchman most people call him a henchman nick uh do you know of knickknack ryan oh it's her her right yeah it's her her baby yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) adam you you will be offended multiple times for sure (laughs) (laughs) okay okay (laughs) yeah he's he's awesome he's endearing there's some great oh jw pepper's back oh yeah there's one set that i or not set location that a lot of uh bond fans do a pilgrimage to it's it's beautiful scaramanga's island is awesome and Mm. uh he's awesome but anyway I don't want to give, as usual, I don't want to give away too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Ryan, you haven't seen any Roger Moore. Maybe clips and stuff here and there. No film all the way through. And uh, you've listened to half of one of our episodes so far? Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so, oh, no, no worries. <laughs> um, I'm not driving around anymore. Yeah, yeah no worries. Um, do you want to try out doing the summary? Otherwise, it's Adam's turn. Oh, is it? Well, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll let you know after I watch it, I guess. <laughs> well, you're going to have to know to follow along, but yeah, that's fine. Uh, did you hear JP do his of Live and Let Die? Yeah, that long, drawn-out yeah. thing. Can I do it shorter yeah, yeah. than that? Can I do it like an <laughs> executive summary? Absolutely. <laughs> like, it's a challenge. Try to do it as quick as possible. Like, I'm not teaching middle schoolers here, so. <laughs> no, exactly. We started doing it because uh, we would just dive in right after we watched the movie and uh, not really considering that some of our listeners may not have seen the movie at all, or if they have, maybe it was a long time ago. So we try to do a summary, but it's really hard to do it brief. I tried last week and didn't do very well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's more difficult than you'd think, but it's also, uh, if you've never seen it, it's a good way to follow along to try to actually make sense of it. Especially these Roger Moore ones, they bounce all over the world and it's, you know, the plots are usually often convoluted so trying to do a summary it's it's a good way to try to make sense of it and it's also fun just to point out how outrageous some of the plots are (laughs) fair yeah all right how are you feeling adam you're not talking much you're tired bud (laughs) no i'm 
I'm fine. I'm fine. More awake than the last Raji movie. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. We've been watching so many Conneries. This is going to be weird, but it'll be fine. Yeah, we're starting a bit of a Raji tear here. We're going to do three in a row, I think. Um, the weather is similar to when we watched Live and Let Die. It's another beautiful day, but we've already been out in the sun plenty today, so we won't feel bad that we're neglecting the nice weather. No, I close the blinds. I don't want the sun anymore. <laughs> this is the first social thing I've done in God knows how long. So, like, I'm I'm glad to do this. Yeah, it's too bad we can't watch it together. This is a fun one to watch with people too. Maybe we keep the camera on and on mute so we can laugh together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we might as well go watch, I guess. Unless you guys have anything else you wanted to uh, say before we get started. I think I'm good. All good. We didn't do our plugs again. We'll get used to it one day. Let's do it right quick right now. All right. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at 007bonvoyage or email us at 007bonvoyage at gmail.com. Come on. Join the conversation. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's go watch. (laughs) All right. We'll see everybody in a few seconds. How are you guys? Bonded up. Yeah. No I'm on the voyage. You are. Welcome aboard. <laughs> How was your first journey? Oh, man. What a what a ride. Oh, it was uh, yeah, encapsulating. Yeah, it was, so, I don't know. We, <laughs> I don't know what I want to say. I realized once we said goodbye, like we should have included this in the intro. When we had guests before, they were here in front of us. So we could kind of go over this list a little bit. We just kind of threw you off on your own there uh like our first thoughts are typically just well what you just said there's a few other things that i probably should have clarified but whatever so first thoughts just generally were you bored or did you have a good time some of it was good um but i think overall (laughs) it's a good way to put it (laughs) overall it was not not for uh, you a great bond experience how about you, Adam? Mm. Uh, similar. I think it was maybe twice as good as Live and Let Die, but it's still worse than most of the other ones. I uh, I don't know what kind of weird mood I'm in, but I don't remember enjoying any of the ones we've done this much. And wow. I haven't liked Man with the Golden Gun. Like last time I watched this, it dropped several movies in my ranking. I don't know why. I, I watched it mostly by myself. I was really focused, but chill. I remembered the story really well. I felt like I didn't have to take any notes. I did take a lot of notes, but going into it, I felt like I didn't have to because mm. I know it so well. I've seen it so many times. So I just relaxed and enjoyed it. Man, I love this one. Hmm. <laughs> I I do want to say before we get into uh, any summary or anything that I didn't provide our chronology context. And I think it's really important for how the story goes for like, for this one in particular, because Bond is basically a celebrity that like the, the weapons manufacturer knows who he is. The villain knows who he is. He's this like world renowned spy. That's scary. That's true. You know what I mean? So 
him coming off the tails of defeating uh, Spectre three times in a row, stopping the nuke from going off at Fort Knox, uh, stopping war between China and the UK, all that stuff. We should have provided you some of the context of the first eight movies we had watched. Is this the 10th or the... This is the 10th, yeah. So we have nine oh, movies. Yeah, for the first nine missions he's been on. Oh, so is this the first time he's had some uh, notoriety, I guess? Yeah, first time people, like when he was pretending to be Scaramanga to Mr. Fat. <laughs> and he's like, well, Bond, James Bond is after you. Or he knows who you are and he's very dangerous. <laughs> like yeah, as though you yeah. should have heard of him. <laughs> yeah, they hadn't really... Uh, in any other movie so far, there's a few later on that that's the case. Other Roger Moore ones where other people seem to have heard of him. But up until now, none of the ones we've seen, people have really heard of him. Mm-hmm. And this one, the, the whole movie happens because um, what's her name? Like sends the bullet because she wants him to kill. What's his name? <laughs> Forgive everyone's <laughs> name in this one. <laughs> uh, so Mrs. Anders sends it. Thank you, because it's hilarious. I said I was finally mm. able to just sit back and enjoy it. There's still a couple things that I miss, and I don't completely understand about this movie. So it was her who sent it mm. to get him yeah. tracking Scaramanga. Okay. Well, before we do yeah. that, Ryan, do you feel like you can comfortably do a summary? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> don't know if I could. How about you, Adam? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we... I'll give it a shot. Sure. I mean, yeah, go for it. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> I'll fill in the blanks. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bond is uh, hot off of nine missions, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, talking with M, who tells him that an assassin, a particularly third nipple assassin, weighs after With him. a superflu- superfluous papella. <laughs> <laughs> memory gland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A third memory duct. Yes. A third nipple. He was raised. He was raised in the circus. Uh huh. He's after. He wants him dead. So, Leah to be Bond is actually working on another case, and it, that happened to be on the world's energy crisis, which was very hot in the 70s when this was filmed. Sure was. And they remind <laughs> and you I, of it several times. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. Uranium's too dangerous. <laughs> Just look at all the electricity I have here in my awesome lair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So so the, the film proceeds to uh, go in deep into the Asian subcontinent. Uh, I'd say Hong Kong and uh, Mac- Thailand, Macau, and, and Thailand. Macau, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Beirut, even right. He was in Beirut for a minute. Yeah, where is Beirut? Yeah. I meant to look it up. It's Myanmar now, right? It's where all those um, uh, protests and uh, anti-government revolts going on right now. Right. Um, anyway, uh, so it's basically a kung fu movie. He fights. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, yeah. he fights uh, sumo wrestlers he fights mm. karate men like uh, basically <laughs> every kind of martial art you can think of is in this film kung fu movies were very is, popular in the 70s <laughs> yeah yeah it's totally a kung fu bond movie uh, when That's you so really funny. get down to it <laughs> 
But uh, so uh, eventually there is a gondola chase uh, mm-hmm. where um, Bond outsmarts the men in the, the other gondola and cuts their gondola in half. Where they all mm. <laughs> they all sink, and then the uh, the returning sheriff, what's his name? J W Peppa. J W Peppa notes Bond in Thailand, where he seems to be on a vacay, or where is he in China at this point? No, I think he's in Thailand. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe, I think it's Bangkok. It's Bangkok. Yeah, maybe we'll talk more about that later. But do these two? JW and Mary Bell or Maybell or Mary Beth, whatever her name is, do they seem like the type who go to Thailand for a vacation? <laughs> what do you These guys the are elephant? totally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. These guys are You're like <laughs> cruise in the Caribbean, like feet up in Jamaica at the be- at best type of vacation. Well, that's where this is supposed to be based, right? This is where the book space is Jamaica. So, Maybe they had like, just they done totally Jamaica too many too many times uh, i guess thailand's probably cheap eh? well it's where he could wrote be it, right that's where golden jamaica yeah yeah it's where he wrote yeah. most of the books yeah sorry to interrupt your summary there uh so after the gondola chase there's a uh, a very cool car chase that is very reminiscent of uh dukes of hazard it's a good car uh, chase. Which, which I assume, and it even got the guy in the hat and the passenger seat. It looks like. Oh, yeah. He's well, definitely. Pe- Pepper, a, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so they do the loop. And by the way, I know the names of the cars. It, uh, he's driving, uh, or Bond drives a Hornet. Hornet. Ames, yeah. AMC AMG Hornet. Hornet. And, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> she, or he's, uh, uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Scaramanga. Uh, yeah, Francisco Saramanga. Uh, he's driving a, a Matador, AMC Matador. Coupe. The car, yeah. the car plane. The car plane. <laughs> and then after the big car scene, the, his car turns into a plane, and he goes to his island. And eventually, Bond follows him there, where they have the big showdown. And he challenges to him him to a duel, mm-hmm. where he kind of screws off and goes into his. Uh, haunt, or not a haunted house, but house of mirrors or whatever. Whatever the hell that is. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wax museum filled with live actors. <laughs> one one live actor, him. That's it, really. Well, man, I don't know. In the pre-title sequence, the guy who's Capone totally blinks before he shoots, which I had never noticed oh, right. before until this one. Um, they're all wax figures. <laughs> he blinks no, and then fires not. his machine gun. <laughs> and then his arms fall off. Like, what was the other? Oh, and uh, do you remember Adam in The Living Daylights? The general guy mm. who was the arms dealer, he had a bunch of wax yes. figures who were just straight up actors. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Anyway, once Francisco lures him into the uh, haunted house, we'll call it, he... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bond figures out how to get behind the scenes and climbs down a, uh, what would you call that? Uh, scaffolding. Scaffolding yeah. and uh, drops a gun and makes everybody question where everybody else is at. And then he eventually switches himself, Bond switches himself with the mannequin, tricks tricks him and shoots him. I want to see the uh, 
the scene where he like picks up his wax figure and like ha- drags him and hides him behind one of the mirrors <laughs> well, or something. It's, it's not know. even just that. He has to change his outfit because he's not wearing like that either, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess oh, so. that's so true. <laughs> like, yeah, it's I one noted of, that, yeah. That's one of those things. If you don't think about it much, it's a totally fucking cool moment. It's pretty badass, but... <laughs> Yeah, when you think about it, so where does he hide it quietly and without knickknack and any of his cameras finding it and switch his outfits? Um, oh, yeah, I haven't even mentioned knickknack. He's just so irrelevant to the plot. Irrelevant? <laughs> man, he's the spine of this movie. He's, work, <laughs> he's, he's a henchman, he's a waiter, he's a cook. <laughs> He's That's a spy. Right. He he, and he just gets left in the mast at the end as you pan out. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You all think he's drowning, <laughs> plummeting to the depths of the ocean in a suitcase. And and how how the hell did uh, M know to like call him on that boat? I don't know. They're smart. Like it was yeah, not his knows. boat, right? <laughs> that was Scaramanga's boat, right? I mean, maybe yeah. they. Yeah called and said hey mission success we blew up scaramanga's lair we're heading back in his boat we'll assume he said that that actually is leads to a point uh an aside for this is so much happens off camera yeah, <laughs> like well that so many things happen that's pretty common in these movies like i've said like they mm-hmm. don't hold your hands there's so much stuff that happens off cam but Funnily enough, a lot of the ones we've watched, that hasn't been the case. But this is a lot more normal. Mm. What, what do you mean? What else happened off cam? Well, just like what we were talking about, like the mannequin switch in the House of Mirrors, uh, this communication with M, him putting um, knickknack in the mast. Those are just the three things we just talked about. Those right, all happened right at the end. off camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So funny. But other stuff too, for sure, yeah. I mean, good night. She says herself that she had two years of field experience, so clearly she just you know, texted M to say, Hey, we're on our way home. She's got to be good for something. Cause she, to me, <laughs> I think that's why I didn't like it. The last time is she's horrible. Like, especially at the end after Scaramanga's dead, like hitting that button with her ass and all the, her in the trunk. I'm in a boot. Oh, I have the keys here. She, she's just the worst. I think we've stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, she, yeah. As though she wouldn't hear that. Like, She's cute. There's a couple redeemable moments for her. I don't know. She what? did have a couple. Name those. Name them. Uh, those oh, she had an awesome line when she, when she goes to the hotel room after she turns him down and then she's in that ridiculous nightgown. And she said, uh, my hard to get didn't last long. <laughs> That's a pretty awesome yeah, line. Yeah. <laughs> I felt so bad for her when she was in the closet. Oh, my God. That scene is... I mean, there's a couple of Moore's worst moments in this movie. I think there's four or five of them. One of them has to be, like, he could have escorted her to the hallway and had her leave, but instead, stay in this closet, dear. Watch me bone this other woman. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's it's really weird. Yeah, that was a directorial choice, so I think. Yeah. That wasn't, yeah. That's not, oh, it's definitely not him. He, he wasn't comfortable, you could tell. Well, you can, yeah, he's, he's odd. I mean, I love him, but... He he's forced to do things based on what the directors say a few times, but like, God damn it, when I kiss these women, I'm gonna keep my mouth closed, and just rub my lips all over them. He's the worst kisser of yeah. all the James Bonds. Interesting to note. Definitely didn't pay that much attention to the kisses. <laughs> well, whoever I've watched it with, and I notice it. Come on, 
it's just so awkward. He just sort of rubs against their faces. Uh, <laughs> uh, so good night in the closet, slapping. Uh, like when he was holding the lady down, that was pretty bad. And, but then when he straight up slaps her, that's an awkward Roger Moore moment. You come to expect that from Sean Connery, but not Roger Moore. Mm. Did you guys? That was just like he didn't need to be that much of a jerk about that. <laughs> that slap, he did, like holding her down and fine. Like she's clearly working for the bad guy. He and she pulled a gun on him, pinning her down. It looked weird, and I can sort of excuse it. But then the slap wasn't cool. And then the other hilarious Roger Moore moment is dunking the kid into the drink <laughs> after promising him twenty thousand ba. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I pointed that that actual scene out to Heidi. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't know. It's pretty funny. Like people love that moment, but <laughs> questionable. It, it's yeah. I mean, it, it goes to like the comedic esque of the Bond that Bond film. It's for probably sure. the most comedic Bond film there is. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the funniest we've watched so far. But there's there's funnier. This Definitely. is they're getting close to uh, this. This one teases a bit of what's to come with Roger Moore for sure. He has really good quips. Oh, man. He has some great quotes in this one. Mm. So, all right. What do you think about him in general in this one? Let's start with you, Adam, since you didn't like Roger Moore as much in Live and Let Die. Yeah. I mean, so I wrote down that he was very smart slash knowledgeable. <laughs> like that right off the top. He like names all the details of Scaramanga or whatever. It's like, okay. Try so, hard a little. That's so uh, funny because my first note is know-it-all Bond. Yeah, yeah, he's very sassy. Yeah. He, which at, leads into the other point of he's more of a jerk than he needs to be, which we were just kind of talking about. Uh, and he looks kind of old. This is like his second movie. He already looks kind of old. I know he looks more old later from what you said. So but. funny, yeah. It, there are a few scenes, like, if, if it's right directly, if the camera's right directly in front of him, he looks good. But from the side, he always looks so old. Yeah. His profile is old. And yeah, this is his second movie. <laughs> it's not good. He does it for 10 more years almost. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else? Just that old. Uh, he, he was funny. Yeah. He's funny. That's kind of it. Uh, I like his, yeah, he his quips are good. Uh, we all get our jollies one way or another. I liked that one. Oh, and... Uh, Oh, titillating. <laughs> I like when he said, I forget what she was, which scene this was, but, uh, and it's a little pervy, but I like what you're wearing tight in all the right places and not too many buttons. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Not many people can pull that off. What did you think of, uh, your first Roger Moore experience, Ryan, compared to Brazi or Daniel Craig? It just, it just made sense, I guess. Like, I saw so much Daniel Craig and Pierce in him. Like, oh, interesting. why those men were cast. Pierce Brosnan, like, it, it for sure. It made sense. Yeah, Pierce for sure. Yeah, what do you... I guess in this one more than some of the other uh, Raji ones, but you don't hear that very often, having him compared to Daniel Craig. That's cool. No. But yeah, no. I listened to something the other day about when, like, Daniel... Oh, it was uh, when I was watching um, somebody's like timeline of their career, mm. and uh, they were ta- they were working with Daniel at the time, and he was like had to make the decision of whether he was going to play Bond, and like how big a decision that would be to make for anybody. No kidding. 
It's a it's, yeah, it's a your career maker or breaker, right? Yeah, it's huge. He's he's kind of notoriously a bit of a dick. Like I like compared to how you maybe not a dick in the general sense as in like a human being, but compared to like the kiss ass nature of a lot of actors who really want to roll. Apparently, like most people come in and perform for the producers a few times or it's like a whole day thing he went in for a morning and apparently they were like come back at one he's like yeah if you don't if you haven't had enough yet you're not going to get it after lunch and he didn't come back <laughs> That's awesome. this is daniel craig yeah. wow yeah yeah he's just the best <laughs> but he's like the last one of all the he's my favorite he's my bond i would say and he's the one that i would want to like go out to drinks with probably the least <laughs> include and sean connery's kind of a dick too it'd be close between him or daniel craig that i would want to actually hang out with the least my least favorite bonds are the ones who i would want to meet the most like pierce brosnan and roger moore <laughs> they they sound like they're yeah. a pretty good time yeah he's also uh he's pretty cool in this one i find like a bit cooler than he was in Live and Let Die. Kind of like in... Did you notice in the hotel, he had a similar scene that Bond had, that Connery had in Goldfinger, when he just casually takes the uh, the person who works at the hotel, has him open the the hotel room for him? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was good. That's not your room. It doesn't matter. Oh, you want me to open your champagne? <laughs> and I forget what the guy said, but it was hilarious. Well, he was like, no, it's a surprise. And then he was oh, like, oh, a surprise. surprise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited about it. He sure was. Uh, so you mentioned the Hall of Mirrors slash Haunted House. How did you feel about the pre-title in general? Uh, this is twice in a row, by the way. So uh, Roger Moore's first two movies, he's not in the pre-title sequence. Yeah, well, the w- I thought it was so weird. It was almost... Um like a movie about Scaramanga, right? Yeah. Because it, yeah. he had the gadgets. Starring Christopher Lee. Yeah, and he had yeah. all the gadgets. And Roger it, like, Moore, the title yeah. sequence started with him. So Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. I agree. It's Yeah, more than any of the other ones. Like, the villain is, like, oftentimes in Dr. No, the original one, the villain isn't shown till the start of the third act, basically. His voice is in it That's right. earlier, but you don't actually see him till the third act. Goldfinger's a bit different, but usually you don't see the villain until a bit later. But in the pre-title, that's really unusual. There's only a few that does that. And yeah, without even Bond. And yeah, I wrote that with the gadgets. The golden gun and the car plane are the two coolest gadgets in the movie. I don't know if the car plane is an actual mm-hmm. gadget, but it when the wings come down onto it, it kind of looks like a gadget. The golden gun sucks, honestly. I just couldn't get. Yeah, I didn't like it. You didn't like it. You just like screw like, it together and come stuff. Come on. Yeah. But when he's first putting like, it together, that is a gangster move. And Buddy well, didn't even notice with Mister Fat there. <laughs> didn't even it's notice. Supposed to be a Colt forty-five. It's supposed to be a Colt forty-five, though, right? I, I. And that's such a more iconic weapon. Why is it supposed to be a Colt forty-five? Did you read that somewhere? That's, well, that yeah, that's just what it, Fleming wrote. Oh, this I see. It's supposed to be a Colt 45, yeah. But it's a uh, something 41, right? Uh, there is no such thing as a it's, it's 41 a custom, cali- yeah. custom caliber. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, which is totally a plot device, but, you know. Yeah, sure. It, that which just was... makes no difference, I guess, but, like, it's still. Did you like that scene, Adam, when he goes to the uh, weapon manufacturer, the armorer? That was a pretty cool Roger yeah. moment. Yeah. 
it reminded me of in because we talked about it in the Goldfinger uh, episode about how it'd be cool to watch a documentary about the people who make the like the miniatures and the wet custom weapons and yeah, stuff. That's and right. This is the example where we get the guy who makes the custom weapons for the villains. Totally true. And yeah, just, he's he's pretty cool. He's he's neat. Lazar or Roger Moore in that scene. Lazar. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. If you want your uh, Walter PPK mass-produced ammo, go to someone else. I only work in specialty, you know, gold bullets here. Mm. <laughs> uh, Adam, what'd you think of the song, man? I actually liked the song. Man. Yeah. I I was thinking it was the best one since Goldfinger. Then I realized Live and Let Die was in there, and it's really hard to throw Paul under the bus. But man, I don't know why I loved this so much. I loved every friggin' second of it. And that's, I've never really liked this song that much either. But he's got a powerful weapon, charges a million a shot. <laughs> yeah. I, again, I'm not going to pay attention to the lyrics because I don't think I'm going to get a lot out of that. But the, the song is swingy and campy, and it's that works for this movie. Yeah. Super good. quick. The pop, 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 pop. I can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. Did you notice the line when the credits started to roll? Yes. He says the man with the golden gun as the title comes up. Good night, my dear. Something, something. James Bond will always be here. And then it went into the man with the golden gun song. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, very cool. Good night, good night. Oh, my God. Good night. Uh, More on her later. Uh, What was I going to say? Oh, they um, interspersed the theme song into the score quite a bit with like an Asian twist a few times when they were during the yeah. Kung Fu scenes. That was pretty cool. The uh, the other thing for music, I was telling you the other day about there was uh, I was playing with the Gamelon. I was going to play a concert that was canceled. Um, they had a Gamelon in this movie when they're at um, it was at dinner with Good Night there was like those dancers and there was that kind of ringing yep. uh, bronzy kind of stuff in the background. That's the gamelan. Oh, cool. So it's a percussive mm. sort of thing. It's yeah, basically a bronze percussion ensemble. Yeah. Cool. I wanted to talk about knickknacks buttons and what do they all do? <laughs> that, oh shit. Probably that was the pre- nothing. Did you notice in the pre-title sequence when he's just, he's just flicking every button. It's so fun. It's kind of like Goldfinger mm. when he's playing with his pool table model thing how he's just playing with every button like the director's just like you got a whole panel in front of you flick the switches have fun with it (laughs) yeah Uh, it's like the most complex game of bop it (laughs) um (laughs) totally that's hilarious i don't know if you want to come back to him later or not i've got so many questions about knickknack what he keeps alluding to this idea if um Scaramanga dies, he inherits everything. Like, what is their relationship? It's so complicated. Did you catch any of that? I don't, maybe they're related somehow. I don't know. No, he was just trying to trick first the assassin and then the uh, Bond with saying that. Like, you think he's just trying to trick him, or do you think he legit would inherit? Like, why is he messing with him then? Like why? Well, if he make would actually hard? inherit, then why would he go on the boat and try to kill them with the knife? It's really like, a bit complicated. That's another part of this movie I haven't really understood: yeah. is uh, the knickknack scaramanga relationship. Like, is it just a training exercise? 
why he has assassins come to the island to try to kill him, and Knickknack doesn't make yeah. it easy on Scaramanga. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I thought so for sure. That is just training. It's mm-hmm. not like he. All right, then why did he say, "If you kill him, I inherit all of this"? That's just his line. Yeah, to get exactly. to get them in. I don't know. I would imagine. Interesting. I got to look more into that sometime. Like you got to be pretty <laughs> dumb assassin though to like fall for that, I guess. But yeah, I guess he paid him and then took the money after they killed him. But he so. even said, "I'll get you one of these days, Monsieur Scatomanga." <laughs> what do you think of him in general like are you the the uh i don't know if we have to say the m word or whatever but it is used an awful lot especially in the yeah. second act it's a little offensive mm. but otherwise oh. he's a a little he's a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i actually found that his stature wasn't really made fun of too much like other he was than just that kind word. of a comp generally a competent henchman yeah, yeah. Totally. It, played, it, it played though for when he was like holding him up behind him in the stands because of his right hate. that played to his yeah. advantage yes. yeah 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 other than the final scene there like the typical as we've seen a few times the after the villain is killed the hench person still has one last attempt at bond mm-hmm. that scene yeah that played into his size a lot yeah because he's than- hiding under furniture and gets shoved in a briefcase yeah <laughs> yeah Oh, man. Yeah, this one, aside from uh, Midget being used a lot and Bond straight up slapping Miss Anders, uh, it's not overly offensive compared to some of the like Connery ones we've been watching. Like the women are mm-hmm. all pretty badass. Even, I mean, the two little uh, Kung Fu ladies just completely oh, yeah. push Bond aside and just kick ass. And that was literally the best part of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know about Honestly. that. But. <laughs> Step aside, Bond. We got this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and good, I mean, good night, as I said, isn't great. Like, she doesn't make a lot of sense. She's one of the damsel Bond girls, for sure. Even though she yeah. said she has two years field experience. But, uh, well, if you want to talk about the ladies, what did you think of... Uh, the other one, Scaramanga's lady, Miss Anders. Did you catch her first name? No, I, I have. No I idea. heard her last name. She she plays Octopussy in Octopussy. Same actress, okay. Maude Adams. Oh, different she, character. She, she comes back four movies later in a, as a different character. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. She she could have been better. I think she was okay. She's pretty she beautiful. Didn't do much. I don't know. I liked her quite a bit. But then again, for some reason, like I keep saying, I liked everything about this one for some reason on this viewing. <laughs> uh, what did I write about her? Scaramanga's lady. Oh, that he was just too hard on her. <laughs> her, like... Well, I mean, classic, right? What was his line? A mistress can't serve two mistress. Or two masters. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what did Bond say when... Um, she opens the shower and he, she has the pistol. Something about a water pistol. Is that a water oh, pistol? Is that a water pistol? Is that a water pistol? pistol? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was pretty cool. Like he's being a bit of a perv watching her shower and she opens it and she has the gun pointing at him. That was pretty cool. Yeah, she was pretty cool. Yeah. And it kind of sad. I don't know. Man, she died very rigidly. That part's a little silly. She's shot mm-hmm. in the heart and just standing completely bolt upright. <laughs> That seemed like a reference kind of to the wax figure mannequin situation. How do you, oh, because I, oh, I, I thought see. at first that might have been a mannequin. Right. 
I think it was just a device. How do we kill her without letting the audience know? Because it is kind of a cool, intense scene. And that's the first time Scaramanga and Bond meet. It's a really pretty neat scene otherwise. But yeah, that part, how she stays upright. She should at least slump a bit. (laughs) Like pretend to be, you know how he's like ruffling through her purse, pretending like sort of like she's asleep or something. She should have been slumped over at least a little bit. What did you think of the belly dancer scene this time? Oh, with the bullet. The bullet, yeah. Yeah, that was weird. She's got a bit of a fetish for uh, double agent, double O agents, apparently. Like, she fell for him really quick. She likes special agents. This this is not her first time in the Bond universe? No, but she had They were talking about how she had her thing with double O two. Exactly, yeah. So she had yeah. this thing and saw him get killed, and then, oh, you're an agent too. Kiss me immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, it's the ancient thing to go in and, you know, be all suave about it or whatever. Yeah. All right. I don't know if you guys caught this, and it feels like it was about four hours ago because that was early, early in the movie. Who were the guys that fought him in that club? I actually have no idea. Yeah. I wrote, who, like, who I don't know who that? they were. Like why? That was the gondola why? chase, right? No, no. Early in the movie, when he so he goes to M's office, M says you're off duty for a while, go on sabbatical, and Bond all like sh- you know with a wink and a nod says unless I should find the man with the golden gun first, and M's like yeah, go ahead, go find him. So to find him, he asks Money Penny about details uh, how 002 was killed because he was killed with a golden gun tracing Scaramanga or whatever she says he was killed in Beirut She go, he goes to Beirut goes right. to this club where 002 was last seen meets this woman who has the golden bullet in her belly and there's these baddies who are in this club too watching her So and they never come up again they have this big fight in the back mm. of the room Bond swallows her her bullet okay her charm this is another example of something that happened off camera as he says to the nearest pharmacy and then they're just in like mi6 back, back to london looking at the bullet but you know well, do you, do you that, really right? want to go get you want to watch bond get some x-lax and shit out a bullet <laughs> you want yeah. you want Show that me scene that. you want raji on a scene or on, sorry on a toilet reading a newspaper <laughs> i'm sure he'd have some good quips you know? he would <laughs> That would be an awesome the, scene. It would. I'm picturing the Austin Powers scene where he's in the bathroom. Man, the toilet oh probably wasn't even on camera at that point. I guess, probably not, yeah. yeah. People don't poop, especially British people. No. <laughs> Come on. But anyway, yeah, that's a mystery. So if any uh, listener knows who the hell that giant bald man was and, the, and his cronies who attacked them in mm. her locker room <laughs> or her changing room, whatever the hell it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've seen this a dozen times and I don't know who they are because they're not Scaramangus people. And no. later on, when they're in uh, Macau or Hon- no Hong Kong, it was the uh, what was his name? Hip or Pip or Lute- Lieutenant Hip? He had people following Bond, but it wasn't his people. I, I have no idea who that was. Mm. Sorry, you guys are so much less enthused with this one. What? All right, you said the kung fu part was the best. Anything else that excited you? Flying car. That was pretty. Cool. <laughs> and the lead up to it. 
or the chase, the lead up, I guess. Was yeah. Good. All right, Adam, what'd you think of the, uh, the car chase? This is like, to me, one of the better, it wasn't super long and it was all practical effects. Maybe it's cause I played grand theft auto mm. for the first time in like a year this weekend, but it, <laughs> that's what I was telling you about that today. I, I was playing GTA mm. this weekend and yeah, this scene, I was like, man, this is way too familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought, uh, in general, this movie was silly enough that it was kind of good. Like I didn't, I wasn't expecting too much from it, I guess. And I was like, like that slide whistle, uh, corkscrew ramp jump. It's like there's no way I can pretend to care how serious that is. Like that's just. <laughs> I really hilarious. gotta know. Like somebody better be in a lot of trouble. Whoever decided to do that, it's one of the coolest stunts in the history of cinema, and it's ruined by a goddamn slide whistle. It's so <laughs> it's so silly. I I googled it to find out the name of the car. That's how I knew it was the Hornet because I had forgotten. Apparently, it was the first computer modeled stunt in movie history. Like they they worked it all out how to do it. Uh, it wasn't done by drawing or whatever. They actually used state-of-the-art technology for it. And there's a guy in there. Uh, they actually did it. That's not a model. Like, that's a real stunt. And they threw a friggin' slide whistle in. Like, why? Yeah. You know how much uh, that car was going for, though? They just, well, it's, I think four years ago. They sold it for three hundred and fifty grand. Wow. Yeah. It's a pretty cool car. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think I like the I like the looks of all the AMC vehicles really. They're, even the Gremlin, like when you when you like really look at them, like it's true American made. Even the muscle, what? The Gremlin. Have you ever seen like a Gremlin? I don't, I don't think Google so. Google it. It's it's like those cars, but short hatchback. <laughs> so like, it's it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> but the, this is the only Bond movie with American cars, right? Like. Like that. Uh, well, they, they have some Fords. Oh. oh, right. Casino Royale. Yeah, Casino Ford. Royale has some Fords. Yeah. There's, yeah, there are Fords here and there through the Craig era. But, yeah, it, it's definitely, and in even in Live and Let Die, I'm pretty sure when they're, when you first meet J.W. Pepper and they're driving through the bayou, there's got to be, although those are on boats. <laughs> boats and cop cars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the cop cars uh, probably are, yeah. I, I like him better in this one, too. God. JW. Yeah. God damn it, Maybell. We don't like elephants. We Democrats. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is when apparently Southern Democrats were still very, very racist. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Maybe so if you racist. get out of them pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be late for work. <laughs> That's what it was. Oh, my gosh. Pointy yeah. hats and pajamas. He wouldn't shut up about those. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh that my guy. Gosh. His yeah. face is just hilarious. It looks like it's a bunch of clay. That's, yeah, when they, in the high-speed chase, when he has his, like, three-quarters of his body outside of the freaking window and his comb-over is just flapping in the wind. I can't believe they kept mm. that shot. <laughs> and did they have that guy actually hanging out of the car? It's a pretty crazy stunt. Any other uh, stunts or action scenes stand out? Did you like... <laughs> Talk about another nonsensical part. Mr. Fat was so pissed off that Bond is still alive. Why did they send him to this school to just be like, what, beat up? Like, did they, did he think that one of the badass Kung Fu guys were going to execute him? Hmm. That was a really weird scene, right? 
he he goes to Mr. Fat's place expecting a dinner, gets knocked out by the sumo guys, almost executed by Nick Knack, and Mr. Fat says, "No, no, send him to school." And then we have that f- yeah. 15 minutes of kung fu and the boat chase. What was his goal there? Like were the kung fu guys meant to kill him? <laughs> I think the goal is that the people making the movie wanted more kung fu. Yeah, you're right. In the movie. Maybe we shouldn't. So you're saying this isn't a lair that we should pull too hard at. This is not a... It's kind of like, why was there so much of a boat chase in Live and Let Die? Because they wanted it. Yeah. Or like the... We keep going back to it. The the crusher in Goldfinger. We rented it. Yeah. We're going to use it. Or the underwater cameras in Thunderball. Exactly, yeah. They have an agenda, man. We hired this Pushing whole school for this one action scene to have these girls kick some ass. Let's use them at least for a full day and have this weird scene. That yeah, The scene yeah. where the first two guys have the sword fight, that was an awkward fight, eh? Like, it looked like they were just sort of practicing, and then a guy straight up gets murdered. Yeah, that sounds like that seems like a big deal. But they're just like, yep, okay, good Yeah, then they just, yeah. Sort of car- just sort they're of carry them off. Too. Man, they're kids. Yeah, they were young. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> That's how they do it. 300 style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you mentioned the look of the like the 70s cars and stuff. What do you think of the 70s outfits? Oh, I hate that look. He, he, had, he had some bomb suits. <laughs> What's, what'd you say? I hate that look, man. Like, <laughs> man, I... <laughs> the baby blue and the... <laughs> oh, you must the be new. fitting pants, man. You, pants, you are new to yes. Bon Voyage if you're uh, not used to the friggin' powder blue, baby blue. Although this oh, is the man. first time he's not wearing it. So it was uh, Maude Adams' character there, Miss A- uh, Miss Anders. And then, oh, he did put on that house coat after. That same color yeah, blue is in all of these movies. It's hilarious. But no, he had some badass suits a few times. He, he had a really cool green shirt. That white shirt when he first infiltrates Mr. Fat's place. Hmm. Oh, I think he's looking bomb in this one when he's not looking old as hell. Yeah, his clothes were good. <laughs> yeah, I like these. Like the we've gone through a few. I mean, the last movie we watched was Thunderball, and it's all bathing suits because they're just in the water the whole time. But the suits in this one were pretty awesome. I thought. I like Sam Anka's, uh comment on the bathing suit. I like a girl in a bikini. You can't conceal any weapons. Nice. Yeah. I I missed yeah. that. When was that? It was with uh, Good Night. Good Night at the Lair. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't <laughs> wearing much. Oh man. How about the rapey mm. guard? Just eyeballing. Oh yeah. Her. Yeah. Oh that man, that was so awkward and weird. And then she just she, tosses she, him into the... He did get shoved in some frozen helium. Yeah, yeah he sure had it. To him. Yeah, he had it coming. That that was kind of a redeeming moment. I know it made everything kind of blow up and stuff, but, <laughs> you know, she <laughs> held her own. I liked her... Uh, yeah, I should be so hard on her because I did like her more this time than last time I watched it. Uh, I think I paid just closer attention this time because I just started focusing at the end last time I watched it when she bumps her ass into the button and almost kills Bond and blows everything up Yeah. but otherwise she's not so bad yeah she knocked him in the head with a wrench and tossed him into the what was that? The it was like frozen helium or something liquid helium, liquid yeah. helium. She, <laughs> she does like good stuff she just kind of like it just ends up like fucked up like she ends up in the boot and she bangs <laughs> her ass into the button or whatever like it's not her fault <laughs> 
I guess. Yeah, no, it really isn't. That's just the, it's not a good story for her. That's the writing. No. She's a foil. Yeah, when a, when a man writes a woman's part, I guess. But some of the other women are pretty cool and badass. Not not as great as some of these movies, but there's a lot. But they're not all written by the same person either. That could yeah. be true. I found Money Penny. I what did I write for Money Penny was um, Money Penny. She's better than a computer. <laughs> How do you mean? That line she said. Oh, I'm better than a computer. Yeah. Well, yeah. I forget though. All I remember is they didn't find the bullet. There's a really weird delivery of that line. Like it's a super close up, completely squared on her face. Did you notice that? Oh no, like, I didn't know. They were like Bond said. Uh, why is it that they didn't find out more about 002 or something like that? Like what didn't happen? They didn't find the bullet. It was like a super close up, and she delivers it super earnestly. I, I didn't really get it. It's supposed Wait, to be dramatic, right? I I guess, but. Poor mm, Lois Maxwell. Like, Omnius in, until the next shot where the bullet is in the belly button. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There, yeah. There yeah. it is. They didn't look in oh. the wall behind the guy. Damn, they should have never know. That might have, that there might have been like extended scenes in between that point. So like it was more dramatic. Could be. Didn't go right to it. Who knows? What mm. What was the computer line? I forget. I think it was because she was just telling him all the details about 002 and how uh, he was in Beirut and stuff, and she was, and he was like, "Oh, you're better than a computer." Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, something like money that. Money penny, better than a computer. Oh, in many ways, or in every way, or something like that is what she oh, said. Oh yeah, that's what. More it ways than one. Yeah, but exactly. you don't take advantage of that. Right, right. James. Yeah, I, I wrote that their their chemistry definitely, at least in this one, isn't nearly as good as she and Sean Connery. No, I mean, it, Raji, I wouldn't want to flirt with Raji. <laughs> yeah, I don't, he's so lovable, especially the man himself, the actor, I guess. But, and I, as I keep saying, I really liked this watch, but I don't really get it. He's just not as good. <laughs> I think he'll grow on me a bit, but he's not like, he's not like sexy in the same way other Bonds are, you know? He's, he's just really, kind of he's, cute, more of a cute Bond. No, yeah, men like him. Like, <laughs> sorry, no, never mind. I better not say that because what fans we have, I might lose for what I was about to say. Certain type of men might like him. But I don't know many women who Roger Morris is their favorite. Hmm. Like he's like you said, he's not a sexy Bond. He's just capable, laugh, you know, he's funny. He's, under, I don't know, not threatening, <laughs> easy. He's fun time Bond. Fun time Bond. Classic. Okay. Classic Bond. Well, I don't know. To me, Sean is classic. Can't campy Bond. Campy, sure. Clowny Bond. Oh man, stay tuned. Not next week, but uh, yeah, the week after Octopussy, he literally dresses as a clown. Can't wait. Yeah. With the gadgets, actually, I wanted to say that, and while we're on Money Penny too, Q is really cool in this one. He's snarky and yeah, capable and around. Man, him and M both are so hard on Bond constantly. M was really yeah. fucking cranky in this movie. I guess we'll talk about him after. But yeah, Q, uh, he dropped a really, really good, really 007. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When uh, when he asks him for a third nipple. <laughs> it's a <laughs> bit crude, sir, but... <laughs> 
really 007? Oh, it, okay. I didn't actually it, put that together, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he said he like writes it down on a piece of paper and here's what I'll need and slides it over. Oh, really 007. Uh, <laughs> that was later though. The Q Lab was pretty cool this time. That weird yeah, camera rocket launcher. <laughs> Yeah, that reminded me of Pierce Brosnan like scenes, I guess, with you more yeah, than anything. Sure. Yeah, like, where the thing blew up and behind him and stuff like that. That's that's mm. the bond. That's the key line now. Yeah, always yeah, got yeah. something on the go, and totally. and mentioning that he's got a flying car on the go. <laughs> yeah, that was oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh and, yeah, and again, pissed off him. Oh shut up, Q. Oh shut up, 007. Bah, everything's a mess. <laughs> And I did re- find in this one, they were all like working things out together. Like Bond was reporting back and they were making decisions and Q was there helping decide what should go on. Man, it's yeah. like they can't make phone calls though, right? Because like until the very <laughs> end, he's like in Beirut. Oh, back to Britain. Oh, he's in Bangkok. Oh, back to Britain. Well, no, they weren't They <laughs> well, weren't going back to Britain. They were in their weird little, you know, crooked shipwreck, shipwreck headquarters in the oh, Bay of yeah. Hong Kong. <laughs> oh okay Makes which was a fucking I, awesome set right like yeah i was gonna say i fucking love that that everything's like half slanted and weird i oh my oh, god oh that makes sense now i thought i was just that, tripping yeah. out I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so when miss when lieutenant hip kidnaps bond and they think they're going to like a police station he actually brings them to their mi6 headquarters that's out in that ship that bond goes by when he's on the ferry they have like a station set up in that sunken Queen Elizabeth, whatever it was called. That sunk mm-hmm. in 1971. <laughs> you missed all that? No, I, I got that reference, but I, I didn't put the, that that was where their base was. It was definitely that. one of the coolest interior. No, it was the coolest interior set. That one and then Scaramanga's definitely. Lair is also super fucking cool, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, not as cool as this one. Like, whoever it was, I don't know if it was Ken Adam on this one, whoever was the uh, set designer. But, yeah, imagine Carpenters working at the blueprints of that. Like, how the hell do we build this 45-degree yeah. set? All the desks are on an angle. All the moldings are on an angle. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. It's so and good. There was even, like, cr- kind of crudely made, like, walkways. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So that they could actually walk. Yeah. Yeah, that's that awesome. Cool. Yeah. What did you think of uh, Scaramanga's, well, first, the exterior of his lair? That You know how I said in the intro mm. that that's one of like the uh, pilgrimage Bond fans make? It's that beach with that big rock where the satellite came out or where the big solar thing came out. Uh, okay. So I just loved those shots of those like rocky island things. That was really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot of... Like people will Instagram or whatever and hashtag bond when they're at that place. It's pretty cool. I'd go like that one and Jamaica, like the Crab Key Island spot, the few of the Jamaica beaches where bond goes to a lot. That one and this one are like the two most famous, maybe the Skyfall Highlands are the most famous bond exteriors. Yeah. Hmm. And his base is pretty cool, man. I, I always like, I don't know. This movie is maligned for so many things. Good night. And the and JW pepper and yeah. Roger Moore being a little odd and violent. I forget about how cool some of it was. And one of the things is Scaramanga's lair. 
Hmm. He has like several layers of his lair that are really cool. Like it showed, it could have been a playset for sure. Like I would. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, totally. I liked his little demonstration blowing up the plane, and like that room was super cool. Just classic villain with giant laser situation. Yeah, yeah. I really am the man with the golden gun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd, I'd like like to see it redone myself, like with different aspects, like modern day Bond. I guess it could be done a lot better. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess they all probably could, but like I yeah, can see it. Maybe, but see, then it's all like modern movies. You just you you, I don't know. Your eyes glaze over at a lot of it because it can all be tricks. This they were actually there. They built all of these sets. There's no CG. There's no special effect. I mean, there's special effects, but no, very few tricks. You know, they spare no expenses. Mm. They do all this shit. Sure, to the uh, expense of the story, and it's a little distracting sometimes, but it's fucking, it's cooler. <laughs> I think. With the main canon, have they ever, like, redone a movie? Because I know, like, outside of the main canon they have, but... Uh, they've redone storylines, that sh- that's for sure, but... Not directly. Yeah, every movie, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, one could argue. <laughs> yeah. But no, they've definitely done independent party steals a thing, whether it's a nuke or a satellite or whatever, from, say, the Brits, frame Russia, and try to get a war going between the two. That storyline happens several times. And that's based mm. off, like, the Thunderball... Uh, Moonraker, You Only Live Twice. There's there's a few movies that are based off that kind of storyline. There's not many where it's just straight up Bond versus a villain like this one. Like there's not mm. many villains. Well, yeah. Uh, I was just going to say there's not many villains that compare Trevelyan from Goldeneye and uh, Silva in Skyfall. There's not many villains that so much match Bond as in this one. Like this one's very much a battle between two villains. It's not about like who cares about the Solex agitator in this movie, really. It's the man with the golden yeah. gun versus Bond. The I know they talk about the energy crisis a shitload, but that that's kind of secondary compared to the battle of wills between these two and Bond outsmarting him in the end. There was one line Scaramanga said uh, was said to Bond, "We are the best." <laughs> That was really funny. <laughs> well, one of us is. Yeah, he went down got... though, totally, <laughs> way too easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of surprising. <laughs> Which is also a change yeah. from the book. Oh yeah. Saramanga actually gets a shot on Bond. Oh, does he? Bond gets shot. Yeah. I mean, there there's several times that the wax figures move, but it's really egregious that Roger Moore does a couple times. Like when you first, it shows him from behind and his arms just kind of move a little bit. The first time you like after bond has switched places with wax bond, he moves the first time you see the shot. Yeah. Like, did you guys know that that's what was happening when Scaramanga crept into the scene? Totally. Did you? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 It's pretty obvious. Maybe it was obvious for me this time because I've seen it. Half a hundred times, but <laughs> yeah, we, he he was too easy, like very anticlimactic. Totally. My main question is, how did he get his gun back from like that void he dropped it into? <sighs> Off camera exposition, man. Off camera. Yeah. He had a spare in his, you know, ankle holster, maybe. Well, it's just like, why would they show him dropping his gun into the void? 
and like so then he loses his gun uh alerts skyramanga and then the next cut neither of those two facts are relevant yeah it kills him like yeah It'd be one thing if he did it on purpose, but it is almost like the look on his face is like, ah, oh, shit, I dropped my gun. It's not like he did it on yeah. purpose. Yeah. It's a little bit like uh, really Goldfinger in that respect. Like, you, re- this is another one where you got to suspend disbelief a little bit. Like, they're hoping you're not paying too close attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're supposed to be drunk by then, I guess. Maybe that's what's going on for me. In the theater. <laughs> 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 we all know I am drinking a wonderful old fashioned right now. Bond films, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. This one I started early though, and I, I wasn't intoxicated. I just straight up enjoyed it for some reason. <laughs> I, sorry to go out of format here, but on the on the topic of Sa- uh, Saramaka, so <laughs> in the book he's got a like a country of origin, and they actually like I know they didn't say it in the <laughs> film, but they. They did something to Christopher Lee every day on set. Can you tell me what it was? A little trivia. Damn, I like this. I don't know because I I laughed out loud when they said – when Scaramanga's character said, you British people. He said in like the (laughs) thickest British accent you could muster. (laughs) (laughs) That was the biggest thing for me. Dude, dude, you're British. (laughs) They try to make him look like another ethnicity. But it totally. Oh, were they were they tanning him? Were they giving him a lotion tan? (laughs) Yeah, spray tan every day. (laughs) Spray tan, yeah. It it does look like it. He's supposed to be cute. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. Maybe I did read this one. That's familiar. Like Nick. Yeah, because he has like a Russian a Russian Cuban communist background, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, all uh, all of Fleming is like Cold War era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. His, uh, his pretending to not be British is like Sean Connery's Russian in the hunt for red October. He, he's still, he's, he's, yeah, he's a yeah. Russian sub captain and he's full on Scottish. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ready the jettison. <laughs> oh man. I don't know that I got much else. Uh, I did want to say the J.W. Pepper thing was really just ridiculous. Like, just so, like, obviously, like, why would he be there? Like, what are the odds that this guy would show up again, right? Which, and make this big cameo. It makes me... that One of the reasons I'm happy this movie failed, to stop doing things like that. Just because people, like, a few... Who knows? Maybe some critics or maybe some fans really liked J.W. Pepper in the previous movie, so they brought him back, mm-hmm. and it did horribly. So they stopped doing that. <laughs> I I hope that's the legacy of it, because yeah, it doesn't always work like that. Don't just do what's popular. Don't just do what your fans tell you to do. You can't just like bring back a character that is like funny <laughs> in, yeah. in like a Bond movie, right? You know? I mean. We expect the Felix Leiter to come back, the, you know, random agents that help him out. But like that is shoehorned in a ridiculous way. Like that is in the middle of Thailand to run into this guy. It's stupid. And then, and then to run into him a second time, (laughs) right? getting a car, like not even once. Yeah. I'm going to go on vacation in Thailand and sit in the only American car that's here. I mean, maybe he would do that. Although this kind of character would do that, but (laughs) 
<laughs> but still. This is his last time, though, right? Like, Yeah, that's it. And yeah, J.W. Pepper is done. This was the last time that their co-producers worked together on it, right? Too. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? I uh-huh. thought it was even earlier. So this is when Harry Saltzman leaves. Yeah. Gets into the money trouble. Yeah. I don't know anything about Adam, it. We'll, we'll have to watch the uh, – there's a really good documentary called Everything or Nothing, which is – you know, the, the James Bond production company is Eon, which is everything or nothing. So they made this doc called that. And it's basically, it's not just about that. It's about the whole series. It opens with uh, a narration by Daniel Craig and him walking into the frame in the full tux and what it means to put on this tuxedo and embody this character of James Bond. And then flashes back to Connery and kind of tells the whole story. But it really gets into all of that. Like these two producers who started this thing and the divide that they are the, it's really complicated. I can't get too into it (laughs) and I don't remember it all, but yeah, it, it really troubled the series for a long time and divided the series almost was the end of it. Yeah. This was a a pivotal plateau, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In the series. The next one. Uh, at least in the order of release. Not the next one that we're going to watch, but uh, the movie that followed this one originally is The Spy Who Loved Me, and it saved the series. And it's often regarded, like it's in critics' top five, often number one. Like it, it's really high up. Like it's Roger Moore. A lot of people say it's Roger Moore's best. It's not my favorite, but it, it's kind of like Goldfinger. Like very quintessential Bond all the tropes are there. Mm-hmm. It's like perfectly done. High stakes, great villain, great sets, all that stuff. Like they, they nail it. So luckily they bounce back after this one. Then again. Yeah. Cause we had two Roger Moore's and was live and let die. Did it go over? Yeah, it, well? it did pretty yeah. well. Yeah. This one did not though. Okay. Like there were, yeah. this was one of the darker periods of the whole franchise. People weren't sure if it was even going to survive. But and they, whoa, 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 Rob! Darker periods of the franchise. It still netted like ninety million. This it made twenty million in the box office. In the box office, but gross, like overall. Yeah, considering it only cost seven million to make, that's a pretty good profit. Yeah. These movies so, make some crazy bank. You know that they got fans <laughs> like you, right? Yeah, they, yeah, they do. <laughs> you probably pay a hundred dollars to watch that new film right now. Fuck, man. I you probably I five hundred. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't think I would. If you if you told me right now that it was going to get delayed till September twenty twenty two, I might pay five hundred dollars. But that <laughs> certainly okay. when when I found out. So I I remember vividly. I had we were at a pretty nice cocktail bar last. I don't remember when it was all the time feels the same these days amid COVID, but we were out at a nice bar. So it wasn't during one of the lockdowns when I, I went to the bathroom and I checked my phone and saw that bond was delayed again. It was supposed to come out in April and this is when it got pushed to September of this year or October. And I ordered a Vesper at that point I would have paid 500 or I, I I was the most devastated worse than finding out. And Mm. 
at that point, thirty-three year old man, I shouldn't be this devastated <laughs> by these kind of things. I was telling you the other day how I struggle to get excited about things anymore. But with something yeah. like this, like fuck, it's been a it's a long time. Man, Spectre came out in yeah. twenty fifteen. They're probably gonna like start production on the next oh, one wow. before this one gets released. Well, and that's that's the other problem with these delays is Nobody wants to insult Daniel Craig and not allow him to have his swan song. Like, you can't start talking about the next Bond seriously. Like, you know that behind the scenes, they're interviewing people, uh, auditioning people, talking to people. But they can't really go forward with any other plans until No Time to Die is done. So, yeah. So so true. It's a problem on many, many layers. But... By all accounts, vaccinations are on the go. Everything's looking slightly good. I mean, Christ, how many movies have they released through like HBO Max or you know Netflix or whatever? If if they have to delay yeah. it again, just put it out there. Yeah. Through who? Through who though? Well, didn't they just sell it to friggin' Amazon? Didn't I just uh, MGM just sold to Amazon last week? We should. I didn't see that. If, <laughs> Uh, a lot of James Bond podcasts are also like most James Bond podcasts. Uh, the hosts are like industry insiders. They're involved somehow. They're not just super fans. They're also actors or actual film critics or something. So they right. also talk about that kind of, that kind of thing. And Your famous uh, fans. we don't really do <laughs> the famous fans. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. We don't really do that, but yeah, uh, MGM just got sold to Amazon, I believe. So Amazon, so, Amazon they, or sorry, MGM owns Eon. Yes. Okay. No, they're the Eon's a private company that has a contract with MGM. They're their they've been their distributor since the get go. American. Okay. I, that's my very loose understanding. Eon is a private company. It's owned by a family. The broccoli family and they deal with mgm mgm has the license to distribute james bond that's my loose understanding of it i'm not a (laughs) copyright lawyer or anything i don't fully understand it Mm. we need some kind of character like le chief or uh 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 uh, the hell was his name in tomorrow never dies adam who was the uh steve jobs who's the steve jobs (laughs) he's just steve jobs to me we need a character like that to come on and explain how uh, corporate, you know, media, copyright, distribution things run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, man with the golden gun. Anything else to add? That's it. Mm. I don't want you to think I didn't like it because, like, I actually did like it. Ryan, will you come back for more? Oh, please. Sooner the better. Yeah. Sweet. Right on. Well, we got a few Rogies to go through. Jeez. I, I was, <laughs> he did seven of them, and this is only his second. And you already think he's old. <laughs> no, I'll do whatever. One. Yeah. Obviously, uh, I'd be. Is there any more Connery to do? I can see that I'm done. Two more Conneries. Uh, I'd be interested because I've never seen a Connery one. I'd like to see what he's like. But, oh. But I won't be. Well, I, like, I'm. I'm not going to be picky. We've got, I think three or four from now is you only live twice and. Do you know Austin Powers well? Do you remember those movies? Oh, yeah. I think I'm a bigger fan of Austin Powers than I am James Bond. Well, <laughs> you should watch You Only Live Twice because much of the 
references to Austin Powers come from that movie. And that's coming up, I think, three weeks. Cool. So maybe we'll have you back for that one. Yeah, I like this format. I like how you guys are doing it. Intro. Right watch, on. Like this, yeah. It's good. Glad to have you here. Da-da, 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 da-da. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, anything else, Adam? No, we should just plug our stuff and hit the hay. Yeah, big work day. Do some <laughs> landscaping tomorrow. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, where can they find us, Adam? Uh, at 007 Bon Voyage on Twitter and Instagram or 007 Bon Voyage at gmail.com. Join the conversation. Tell us what you thought of this movie. And next week we're doing Moonraker. Off the success of, well, it was originally supposed to be uh, For Your Eyes Only, but then this movie called Star Wars was a big hit, so they decide to send James Bond into space. Buckle up and get ready for, man, it's something. This is another one that I loved as a kid, but it doesn't so much hold up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, well, you want to come back immediately, Ryan? Because we, our, our guest we had lined up for that one kind of fell through. But we'll we'll talk about that later, Adam. If you don't find someone, <laughs> okay. I, I'm always you know available. With all Sounds the available good. Time I have. Yeah. Looking forward to it. All right. Bon voyage, everybody. Bon voyage. Bon voyage.